0: Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 319 and we have the wonderful Kim Cousins back on the show today.
1: Hi, this is Kim Cousins, you're listening to Heart Sells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky.
0: Enjoy. Well, I can't wait to have another conversation with Kim today. We will be talking about how to sell based on your personality type. And Kim is a professionally qualified personal and business coach. She is a certified Myers-Briggs practitioner and the author of Selling with Heart. Kim is best known for her passion in enabling her clients' personal and business success through developing their confidence and skills in the area of sales, marketing, communication, and leadership. And I just loved the first conversation I had with Kim where we talked about selling is all about helping people. And today we are going to go deep on personality types. In case we have not yet met, I am Christine Schlonsky, the host of Heart Sales Podcast, where I talk with inspirational, successful, heart-centered entrepreneurs and business leaders about how they have built a wildly successful business and in many, many cases had to overcome their own challenges in selling their products and services. Some of my amazing guests are Ian Altman, Natalie Letville, Kate Erickson, Anthony Nario, Susie Carter, and also John Lee Dumas and Bob Burke. Before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by Heart Sells Academy, where we support heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs who love what they do, but who just don't feel great when it comes to selling their products and services. And we help them to step up in their sales game so they can sell with ease, grace, and confidence while being authentic, so at the end of the day, they can impact more people and make their own dreams come true. So if this feels aligned, and if this feels like you'd like to have some support, hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, check us out, and write an email to team at christineschlonsky.com to have a chat. Let's dive into the wonderful episode with Kim Cousins and see what amazing content she's going to share today. Well, I am so excited you are back on the show today, Kim. Welcome.
1: Thanks
0: for having me back. Yeah, I I, I loved our first episode, you know, talking about introvert, extrovert, how that works, how people think and react, especially in a sales conversation. It's so important because it really, you know, is a factor that helps you to win to help the other person or that helps you to help them to run away because they don't feel understood. (laughs) So can we go a little bit deeper into sales conversations under the viewpoint of introvert, extrovert, how people react or what they need to feel good in a conversation. And if you're not aware of how an introvert thinks or feels and how an extrovert thinks or feels, we, we can screw that up a little bit. So just to be in that confident position where you know you are the expert, you know you have something amazing you could help them with, Talking to them in a way that feels right to them is the key, and obviously people will have different perception depending on that you know style of being either introvert or extrovert and also yeah, yeah you're a myers bridge um, certified person coach right so I have- you can really go deep with with those topics. I took the test and I I know how amazing and interesting how it uh, it really was helpful. And it changed the way I thought, especially about introvert, extrovert. I remember that so clearly, but you you are the pro in that one. You're (laughs) certified. So uh, I want to let you talk so that people can understand that concept so much better.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think it was a really a, a pivotal moment for me was uh, I took the test many years ago, didn't think much of it. Um, about five or so years ago, I had the opportunity to, to delve into the training, the practitioner training and become certified. And from that, it made me feel so much more comfortable with being a quiet person because I am an introvert but I came home after I had uh, finished the training and I said to my husband said, so what are you? And I said, I'm an introvert. And he says, no way. He says, what do you mean you're an introvert? But, but you know, you talk to people all day and you present to people and you run training. And I said, yes, I can be an extrovert all day long, but have you noticed at night I like to take myself away and spend time alone to recharge my energy. He said, Oh, I thought you just didn't want to sit with me. I said, "No, no, I just need <laughs> quiet time." <clears throat> so, so I said, um, "So it, there are when you think about Myers Briggs and the introvert extrovert and the other parts of the personality types that it goes into. We all have um, a natural way that feels comfortable, um, a natural personality style that's comfortable to us, and it's the way we're born." The thing is we can develop behaviours that support us with, our, with what we want to do for, uh, during our life. So I don't remember thinking I was a quiet kid, uh, but I do remember knowing that I needed to spend time alone. So how do I relate that into sales Everyone thinks of a salesperson as an extrovert who just talks and talks and talks and everyone thinks a salesperson needs the gift of the gab and, and what have you. But, if, but sometimes they can miss um, a real connection with their clients because they don't take the time, may not take the time to listen. Now, I don't want to pigeonhole people and, and say that they extroverts always do this or introverts always do that. Everybody does things very, very differently. But there are patterns or trends that you tend to see, and that's why we were able to come up with the personality types for Myers-Briggs. But when an extrovert may be uh, dealing, you know, having a sales conversation with an introvert customer, they run the risk of the customer not uh, or turning off because the extrovert is talking too much and the customer turns off and then when it comes time to try to finalize the sale the customer says no thank you because they've already turned off or they may not invite you back for the next meeting or whatever it might be then the reverse can be true as well that an introvert salesperson may frustrate um, an extroverted customer where the customer says just tell me the details and we'll make a decision so from a a sales perspective i really like to think about when you recognize people who like to talk a lot and you can recognize people who don't or those who like things in writing you've got to learn to balance and you've got to prepare for both so um, knowing that i'm an introvert knowing that i like to send a follow-up email with a written proposal um, i need to understand that if my customer is an extrovert i need to follow that up with a phone call but I have the written information to prepare me for that conversation. Um, and then the reverse is true, that um, extroverts might say, oh, I just, w- I just want to deal with the customer on the phone, but the customer say, no, 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 please send me the details in writing. I need to uh, show it to my colleagues or, or whatever the process might be for them to make a decision. So introverts and extroverts don't have to be completely at other ends of the scale. They can be quite centred and they can have... Um, qualities from both and that's really the best place to be when you are um, having sales conversations with 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 clients that where you you can't say excuse me mr client mrs client um could you please tell me if you're an introvert or an extrovert so i can adjust my sales conversation to meet you 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 don't have that opportunity so you have to prepare for both and you have to balance your own approach so that you can um engage with a customer in either part of the spectrum
0: Mm, Hmm. Yeah, perfect. I, I think it's so valuable. Once I understood the concept, because the energy is a different one on the phone as well, right? The, how deep you listen and how long you're holding the silence and not say something. So you'll give the other person the space to think it through, right? The worst thing people can do is like, you know, jumping in with whatever, just they say something, so there's no silence. I think as a salesperson holding the space, being open to not speaking, that is the moment when the other person can think something through. And when you just ask, well, do you want to move ahead? And then you don't even take a breath and you keep talking, the person does not even have time to sit with it especially when they're introvert, they need a little bit longer with their answer, which is totally fine if you're prepared.
1: I think the other thing you can be prepared about, which is another component of, of looking at Myers-Briggs personality types, is whether your customer makes decisions um, about think or based on thinking or feeling. And, You need to have a conversation with your customer and try and recognise some of the words that they say so that you can start to match them as well. So in the instance you just described, which is asking the question about whether they'd like to go ahead, you often say, what do you think about that? Or what do you feel about that? And whether you say one or the other can... um, it may be a disconnect with the customer if you're saying the wrong one of those. Uh, if you could recognize early in the conversation that they're talking about emotions, or I feel that this is a good fit for me, or I don't feel it's going to be right. Or they say things like, I think this could be good for me. Um, that's where you can start to match and mirror their style of conversation, which gives you a deeper connection and fundamentally, it builds a more of a, a better foundation of trust if the, if the client is really um, feeling natural, naturally in that conversation that, and, and you know, that matching and mirroring um, really makes a big difference. And, and I think it would be great if we were always face-to-face with our clients, uh, perhaps we used to be, Months ago, maybe we're not face-to-face as often as we used to be. Face-to-face, you can often using a lot of matching and mirroring um, uh, visually. We may not have that at our disposal right now. We may be uh, conducting a lot more business on the phone or, of course, via Zoom or, or what have you. So really listening for the type of language your customer uses so that you can use that language Can help match their personality type as well, and if they think you're well matched, they feel a lot more comfortable doing business with you.
0: Yeah. So, what what kind of like what challenges have your customers mostly?
1: Most of people that come to work with me are those who say, "I can't sell, I don't like selling, I fear selling, or I just don't want to be a pushy salesperson," but I know I need to do something because I now, usually they're business owners, small businesses, um, a lot of women entrepreneurs who want to supplement the family income, or just recently, of course, there are people that have, uh, don't have a job anymore that they've started to create their own business. So I have one a lovely woman that I've been working with who came to me. And she said, I, I can't pick up the phone. I don't know what to say. And, I, and she said, once I get in front of them, um personally i'm absolutely fine but making that first approach she just didn't know what to say so we did a lot of work around her belief in in what it is she has to offer the type of product proper service she has appeals to families but to expand her business she needed to position that service to a big shopping mall um, in a way that uh, to be able to open up a centre in the shopping mall. So she could speak to families and children and all of you know her ultimate clients, but to position that to a big business really daunted her. So we had to flip what she could do for the business and what her service could do to help them. And once we got that down and she understood, uh, you know, what it is that her client would get from working with her, she felt a lot more confident. And that's mm-hmm. just one example of... Twisting the way you're positioning your product, um, because a lot of people think about it's all about selling what the value you have. Uh, but we work on talking about the value that the customer, at, you know, achieves or, or gets from working with you. Not it's not all about you. It's all about them and what they yeah. what the outcomes they receive. Totally,
0: I always talk about the value, the perceived value because you know you value your services in a different way than your customers, because for you, it's easy. That's your thing. you hopefully do something where you are in the zone of genius and your brilliance. So obviously for you, it's like a piece of cake. And for someone else, it might be like climbing the Mount Everest. <laughs> so you need to understand the value you see and the value your customer sees, and then adjust uh, accordingly.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I talk a lot about is, or I say a lot to, to people I work with, is always think about so what. For example, um, I have a client who has a printing business and he has bought some, uh, invested in some really big printing machines that could do all these really cool things. And I said, mm, I'm your customer now and I'm going to say, so what? I really don't care what machines you have and all the cool things your machine can do. All, I, all I'm interested in is if I come to you for printing, I want to know how that is going to help me market my business or provide um, resources to my clients or what have you. So you've got to put your mind into that of what your customer gets from your brand-new printing machine. And for a lot of people, they haven't thought of it that way because I find that people are now needing help to learn how to sell because they may not have had to do as much of it before. That because business has, many businesses have had a downturn, then you know, business owners in particular are having to reach out proactively. Whereas perhaps they've had such a great business in the past that they've had lots of their leads coming to them, but they, they now have to think about you know, maximising and leverage every single interaction and every single phone call that they get in their business. Mm. But they say, oh, I don't want to sell. I don't want to be a salesperson. So we really need to look at, you know, as we discussed in our last podcast, was the service mindset and how that guy who has the printing machine, how does he help his customer uh, market themselves better by having great printed materials? So Mm. just changing the mindset into, look, in fact, often I say just it's not selling, okay? Just don't even think of the word selling. Think of service, think of um, support, think of helping.
0: Yeah, totally. And that that shifts also your energy, that shifts the way you see sales and, you know, it makes a fear kind of go away, like who is fearful of helping someone? I I, I haven't met the person that would say, well, I, you know, I'm I'm too afraid to help you uh, if they are brilliant and whatever they do.
1: Yeah, and something that someone said to me the other day about, um, you know, we're all put on this earth to help each other. We're all, we are, the human race is put on this earth to help each other live. In a business, we are, our, we're here to help our clients do something, be something, achieve more, do more. And so you're absolutely right. When you, when you change that mindset around fear, um, what, what are you really fearful? A lot of people are fearful of rejection rejecting what they're rejecting the offer that you've given them and they're rejecting it because they don't see the value in it now is that because you haven't been able to position that value well enough that's possible they may be rejecting it because it's really just not the right thing for them
0: I just love that you brought up the rejection. My next question was, oh, was supposed to be, how do you deal with rejection, especially as an introvert, right? So when somebody says no to your services or to your products, your offer, how, how do you best deal with it so that you still leave the conversation with a win-win feeling,
1: I think there's a few ways that you can look at it. Number one, you've got to frame your reframe your thinking. It's they're not rejecting you personally. How 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 could they reject you? They don't really know you at this point. They're rejecting either the offer or they're rejecting the notion that it is something of value to them. Um, and I think there is there are questions to ask. They, they can simply say no. There are ways of asking or thinking, what are they saying no to? Uh, and if they're saying no to, they don't have the funds right now or the timing is not right, or if you're able to find that out from them, there are ways of them saying, well, look, I'd really like to stay in touch. We still have resources that we have available on our website, all those sorts of good things where they can still be maintain contact with you because many people need to really know you a lot better before they even decide to work with you. They may need to see, see you on social media. They may need to listen to more podcasts. They may need to um, really have time to think about whether it's working for them. And I know myself, I've said no to offers 18 months later I've, it's the right time. And then I've gone back and said, now's the right time. And the person says, Oh, I thought I'd lost you. I said, no, no, I've been on your mailing list and, and I've seen your, uh, your YouTubes and I've been on the the Facebook group or whatever it might be. Um, Some people need longer and typically introverts. I mean, 18 months is a long decision-making time, but there's also timing and finances can be also a part of that as well. Um, So the fear of rejection I think the fear of rejection is easier to overcome. Uh, the, the biggest fear that I come across is people fear making themselves look stupid because they don't know what to say. And that's when we come back to preparation and scripting and, well, not scripts or not scripts, but conversation starters and, and really understanding uh, and believing in what it is you have to offer that they that it's of value to them.
0: Yeah. So, so when you get a no as a salesperson, do you kind of finish the conversation at this point, or do you? What do you do?
1: I think it has a lot to do with what it is you're selling. If it's if it's a simple consumer product, then a no could be an absolute no. Yeah, Um, I I think it's it's not a no. It's look fantastic. I understand that's great, but I think it's you've got to ask them. If it's okay, just stay in contact with them. You've got to earn the right. I say this often. I say, please stay in contact with me. I'm really interested in what you have. It's just not not for me. And if the customer says, look, it's very rare that a customer is going to say, no, don't contact me, go away. I don't want to be hounded with any emails. Uh, I've never had a customer say that to me personally. They can always unsubscribe later. Um, but usually they're happy to stay in contact because people really, people have a positive intent. People do have a good heart, uh, unless they're a psychopath, but selling is of positive intent and human interaction has a positive intent. And so staying in contact, um, and staying engaged is really fundamental to human nature. And so, um, I think it's, it's really important that you continue to remain in contact with them. Yeah. And would you also ask
0: why it's a no at the moment?
1: Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why can be a really confronting word to some people. I think it, you've got to soften that a little and say, would you mind, could can I, can I ask you what, what, what's happening for you right now? What do you feel about uh, the offer? And if, or, or how, what are you thinking? I just sort of say, can you just help me understand your thinking behind that? Mm-hmm. And if you say, can you help me understand? It means that the way they've said, no, we haven't, you know, we've softened it out a little. And that's where they start to explain that I need to speak to someone else in the business for the decision, or I need to think about finances. Or I need to think about timing. And it really opens the door and it gives you an opportunity to ask for more detail around that. So, for example, if it is a financial consideration, it gives you a chance to talk about payment plans or um, you know, deferred payment or, or what have you. If it's um, a case of having to speak to other people in the business for, to for make well, the family or the business for the decision, then it's a chance to jump in and say, I'd love to help you uh, take further information Back to them to help with the decision. Uh, Can I hop on a call with you? Can I send them a video or whatever it might be? It just gives you an opportunity to maintain and broaden your spectrum of engagement with them. Uh, A a complete rejection is very rare, uh, or a complete no. Uh, If it is, it means you've 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 really not. Started the engagement very well, or you've picked it's not your ideal customer in the first place.
0: Yeah, I really like that you brought that up. And it's so true because if somebody says no, for me, it means not now. But what they also do, they put like a protection wall in front of them, right? Because it's their decision, and maybe they already know that sometimes. You know they are weak in their decisions and if you talk a little bit longer they might say yes so they fear that they're going to say yes and i what my experience is when you really bring down that wall not by confronting them like you know why but by as you said like reframe it and say well may, can, can you please help me understand your thinking process or you what you feel can you please share with me so i understand better that is such a cool way for them to drop that protection wall and to have that open conversation where maybe something comes up that you can handle easily. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, Oh, well, we could work with a payment plan, but they didn't dare to ask. So they said no to protect. And then if you stop right there, you will never find out what the challenge was.
1: I think, um, If you go back to what we first started talking about, which is introvert and extrovert, if you want to know what an extrovert is thinking, an extrovert customer, you just listen and you you listen to them. If you want to know what an introvert is thinking or feeling, you have to ask the question. So if you don't ask those follow-up questions, as you said, you will never know from an introvert. They'll take... Take away and, and their long longer decision-making process, they may never come back to you unless you ask the question. And so, same could be said about following them up a couple of days later and say, look, you could phone them the next day or two days later and say, look, I know that the other day things weren't you know right for you. I just thought, do, do you have any further questions for me? And engage that conversation um, a little more. So for anybody listening... Uh, if you if, yeah, if you if you're thinking about why is this person not talking, you've got to ask questions. And I, I'm the same. If I don't just go out and tell people about myself all the time. I wait until someone asks me a question. Whereas an extrovert might talk about themselves all the time. Uh, that's just a bit of a stereotype of, of introverts, extroverts. Um, but the other thing I thought about that in asking for more detail behind that that no is can you help me understand what your thoughts are? Because I know this may not be right for you, but I'd like to understand your your thoughts a little better so that I might be able to better position for other customers. Or you may know somebody else that this is right for. It might not be right for you, but it might be right for somebody else. And again, an introvert's not going to offer up that information unless they get asked the question.
0: Yeah. Totally, 100%. Well, thank you so much. Uh, last question, what does heart
1: cells mean for you? It means being of service. Uh, it means connecting with values and being completely authentic uh, with your sales interactions.
0: Mm, love it. And yeah, I just want to invite people again. if you want more of these amazing tips, advice, trends, knowing what's going on and what's working in sales right now, you need to get yourself onto Kim's VIP list. On the show notes, you'll find all the links to connect with her, with her amazing work. you find the link to her wonderful book that you definitely want to check out if you like those episodes, Selling with Heart. It's growing your business with authenticity and trust. And that is so, so important, even more important in today's times than ever before. Thank you so, so much, Kim, for sharing your wisdom with the listeners. Um, It was such a pleasure having you. And, yeah, all all the best and tons of sales.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And the same for you and everybody listening.
0: I just love the insights that Kim shared with the introvert, extrovert, how people love to make decisions, the different ways they do it, and how important it is that you respect the way they want to make decisions and you facilitate the decision making, which will mean you have the opportunity to have more impact because then you have the opportunity to sell if it feels aligned to them. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and check out this episode with the show notes, the transcripts, all the resources and all the links to Kim are just one click away by hopping over to christineschlonsky.com and finding the podcast tab. In the podcast tab, in the resource section, obviously you have Kim's amazing free gift. You have a link to her book, Selling with Heart, and also you have a link to a very special experience where you get 40 strategies that will help you fill your pipeline with amazing clients with the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit experience. Thank you so much for having been here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this world. And I'm saying bye for now.